chapter 9. We'll read the whole chapter, starting at verse 1. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Go in unto Pharaoh and tell him, Thus saith the Lord, God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may serve me. For if thou refuse to let them go, and wilt hold them still, behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thy cattle, which is in the field, upon the horses, upon the asses, upon the camels, upon the oxen, and upon the sheep. There shall be a very grievous moraine, and the Lord shall sever between the cattle of Israel and the cattle of Egypt. And there shall nothing die of all that is the children's of Israel. And the Lord appointed a set time, saying, Tomorrow the Lord shall do this thing in the land. And the Lord did that thing on the morrow. And all the cattle of Egypt died. But of the cattle of the children of Israel died not one. And Pharaoh sent, and behold, there was not one of the cattle of, Is of the Israelites dead. And the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he did not let the people go. And the Lord said unto Moses and unto Aaron, Take to you handfuls of ashes of the furnace, and let Moses sprinkle it toward the heaven in the sight of Pharaoh. And it shall become small dust in all the land of Egypt, and shall be a boil, breaking forth with blains upon man and upon beast throughout all the land of Egypt. And they took ashes of the furnace and stood before Pharaoh. And Moses sprinkled it up toward heaven, and it became a boil, breaking forth with blains upon man and upon beast. And the magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils, for the boil was upon the magicians and upon all the Egyptians. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he hearkened not unto them, as the Lord had spoken unto Moses. And the Lord said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning, and stand before Pharaoh, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, God of the Hebrews, Let my people go that they may serve me. For I will at this time send all my plagues upon thine heart and upon thy servants and upon thy people, that thou mayest know that there is none like me in all the earth. For now I will stretch out my hand that I may smite thee and thy people with pestilence, and thou shalt be cut off from the earth." And in very deed, for this cause have I raised thee up, for to show in thee my power, and that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. As yet exaltest thou thyself against my people, that thou wilt not let them go? Behold, tomorrow about this time I will cause it to rain a very grievous hail, such as hath not been in Egypt since the foundation thereof, even until now. Send therefore now, and gather thy cattle, and all that thou hast in the field. For upon every man and beast, 
which shall be found in the field and shall not be brought home, the hail shall come down upon them and they shall die. He that feared the word of the Lord among the servants of Pharaoh made his servants and his cattle flee into the houses. And he that regarded not the word of the Lord left his servants and his cattle in the field. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch forth thine hand toward heaven, that there may be hail in all the land of Egypt upon man and upon beast and upon every herb of the field throughout the land of Egypt. And Moses stretched forth his rod toward heaven. And the Lord sent thunder and hail, and the fire ran along upon the ground. And the Lord rained hail upon the land of Egypt. So there was hail and fire mingled with the hail, very grievous, such as there was none like it in all the land of Egypt since it became a nation. And the hail smote throughout all the land of Egypt, all that was in the field, both man and beast. And the hail smote every herb of the field and brake every tree of the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, was there no hail. And Pharaoh sent and called for Moses and Aaron and said unto them, I have sinned this time. The Lord is righteous. And I and my people are wicked. Entreat the Lord, for it is enough that there be no more mighty thunderings and hail. And I will let you go, and ye shall stay no longer. And Moses said unto him, As soon as I am gone out of the city, I will spread abroad my hands unto the Lord, and the thunder shall cease. Neither shall there be any more hail, that thou mayest know that the earth is the Lord's. But as for thee and thy servants, I know that ye will not yet fear the Lord God. And the flax and the barley was smitten, for the barley was in the ear, and the flax was bold. But the wheat and the rye were not smitten, for they were not grown up. And Moses went out of the city from Pharaoh and spread abroad his hands unto the Lord. And the thunders and hail ceased, and the rain was not poured upon the earth. And when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunders were ceased, he sinned yet more and hardened his heart, he and his servants." And the heart of Pharaoh was hardened. Neither would he let the children of Israel go, as the Lord had spoken by Moses. Thus ends the reading of the word of Almighty God. Many lessons to take from Exodus chapter 9. We see here in Pharaoh a type of all of us. All of us by nature, our hearts are hard. That is, we will not listen to what God says, as we'll consider from Romans 3. Pharaoh, in particular, hears God's word. He sees the signs. He has the warnings. He's told that if you will just listen to God, all these plagues will end. If you would just bring your cattle in, 
they'll be fine. But does he listen? He does not. He refuses obedience to God. And even as we see when he supposedly repents, which in the form of it is a good repentance, he acknowledges first, I have sinned. That's called confession, where you say, this is the thing that I have done that is wrong. It's displeasing to God. And he goes further than merely confessing his sins. He says, God is righteous. So not only am I a sinner, but God is righteous. And then he begs and pleads that this plague would go away. But like all of us by nature, we are more disturbed by the results of our sin, by the misery that our sin brings, than by the sin itself. And so Pharaoh does not repent of his sin. He repents enough to get the results to go away. If we can just get this plague to stop, I will say I have sinned and that the Lord is righteous. True repentance, though, says, I have displeased God and I am angry at myself for my sin. Not at God for sending judgments against my sin, but for myself who has sinned and wrought all this evil and folly. That is not the mindset of Pharaoh. He wants the pain to go away, but he doesn't want the sin to go away. He wants the judgment to be over, but he does not want to be done with his sins as we see. He still refuses to do what God said. So may God grant us true repentance where we despise ourselves in our own eyes, acknowledge our sins to God, acknowledge as Pharaoh did God's righteousness, but then turn from our sins and say, Lord, I'm ready now to take up my cross, to follow you, to listen to your voice and to obey, to endeavor, as our catechism says, after new obedience. No, we will not be perfect. And so our life must be marked by repentance, a renewal of our commitment to trust in God's mercy, to turn from our sins and to walk in the way of obedience to our Master and Lord, Jesus Christ Still here we see God's mercy to his people. He spares them time and again from the plagues that come against everyone around them. God gives them reprieve. God even gives the Egyptian servants of Pharaoh reprieve. He says, as long as you will just listen to what I say, you will be spared from the judgment that is coming. And so may we, along with the servants of Pharaoh who had faith, may we say, Lord, I hear your threatenings. And I will turn from my wicked ways. I will trust in your word. When you promise salvation to those who are sheltered in Jesus Christ, I will run to your son, Jesus Christ. I will be sheltered from the wrath of Almighty God. Also in this chapter, we see God's sovereign power. As the apostle takes this passage that we read about, why was it that Pharaoh would not listen? Why was it that God was hardening Pharaoh's heart? Well, the Lord tells us the reason why God was hardening Pharaoh's heart was so that his power would be declared, his name made known throughout the ancient world, as he says. And so we see here that, yes, Pharaoh is responsible for his fake repentance. He's responsible for his disobedience. He's responsible for his lack of faith. And yet God has raised him up for that very purpose 
to show his sovereign power, to harden his heart, and to show that Pharaoh does not own the earth. The kings of the earth do not own God's creation. They are his servants, they are his ministers, and they are to obey him. But God rules over all. He owns the earth and all things in it. And he has the power of the heart of Pharaoh to harden it or to soften it as he pleases. And so we see here God's sovereign power. We see his mercy, we see his justice, and we see the nature of true repentance May the Lord give us faith in his promise to tremble at God's threats, to turn from our sins and to shelter ourselves in his appointed means of salvation in Jesus Christ, our Lord.